Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 273, recorded live on Sunday, September 16th, 2012. And here are your hosts, the man who doesn't have any tea with him, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who has had too much coffee already, Andy Lowe. Hi. And who evidently has been taking elocution lessons. Well, you had talked about slurring your speech. Andy. And trying not to go crazy. Andy. I got the shakes already from you, the coffee. I see. By the end of the episode, that will have disappeared, I'm sure. Yes. As has most of the things that have started the episode. By the end, it's just calamity. Okay. This is... Wow. No, no. What? I I think just don't pay attention to it. Just let it let it flow. <sighs> and you're drinking more coffee, aren't you? That's a good cup of joe. <sighs> there was a an, an espresso machine on Woot. It wasn't the main thing of the day. It was it was one of the little side deals that was towards the bottom of the page. Okay. It's probably gone now. It was on like Monday. Oh. Um, but it was a thousand dollar espresso machine. Oh, for five hundred bucks. And no, I, I will. I will tell everyone right now. No, I was in no way tempted to drop five hundred dollars for this. I was tempted, however, to go up and down the hallways at work and see if I could get nine other people who would be interested in dropping fifty dollars on it. Huh. So, Dave, I'm just curious. Yes. What are your thought processes on Woot right now? On the changes? Yeah. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with Woot's changes, and this isn't a topic, this is just something Andy and I want to talk about, each sub-Woot still has one advertised deal per day, besides Deals Woot and Local Woot. But at the bottom of each of those, and it runs for a couple days, sometimes it runs for like the whole week, sometimes just for a day... There are three or four other categories of deals. So they can be either specific items or they can be like, uh, let me see if I can find one from today that would kind of best describe this. Uh, the HDTV Blitz. So on regular Woot, there is Woot Plus, which currently has nine, no, eight HDTVs plus a cleaning kit plus a six-foot cable. Huh. And they're all reduced. They're all refurbished, things like that. It's just so weird. Like, I remember when you first introduced me to Woot. I think you introduced me, actually. No, I think you introduced me. Anyway, when we first discovered discovered Woot... It was one item for one day. And then the Woot-Offs, which were their own thing. Yeah. Filled with, you know, pistachios and such. I mean, I don't see this as being different than them adding these other sub-Woots. Shirt-Woot, Home-Woot, Tech-Woot. Oh, there's a home air compressor? Ooh. I have no room for that, though. I don't really need... I mean, your trunk is a great place for it, but... God, you don't want to look at my trunk right now. (laughs) Because... During my job with the uh, working for the post office, during my training, I was told, you don't have to worry about your car because you'll be delivering mail in one of the postal trucks. Everybody knows what the postal trucks look like, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's no problem. And then I get to my training, and they're like, okay, we're going to do some mail delivery later this week in your own vehicle. Wait a minute. Yeah. So I... Um, I'm not understanding how people do this all the time using Jeep Cherokees, because for some reason, everybody goes for Jeep Cherokees for delivery mail. 
but it's got a a big console between the two seats mm-hmm. and the gear lever is on the floor and so you're supposed to be on the right side of your car but your pedals and your steering wheel on the left so you kind of got to like sit in the middle and that shifter knob it's kind of right in the inappropriate place so I actually had to drive with the bends right now so that everything's in the Jeep and in the trunk of the bends. Wow. So yeah, don't look in the trunk right now. Okay. I I will not look in the trunk of your car. It's actually on my list of things to do is clean the trunk. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to look at the trunk of your car anyway. True. Since I don't think you have actually seen my car in a long time. Nope. Well, you saw the Jeep. I did see the Jeep when you bought it and helped you knock out some of the, the wasp nests. Mm-hmm. Hornet nests, but beyond that, you haven't seen it. No. What in the world are? What? I'm on Woot. <laughs> All right, so we need to close it down, Woot. But but there's a granite mortar and pestle. What are you planning on doing? An 18th century apothecary? I don't know. <laughs> are you planning on making some bicarbonate soda? Bicar- what, baking soda? Yeah, but you know, they would always go to the corner drugstore and get a bicarbonate soda to, uh, for their stomachs in case they had too much goose liver. Foie gras? Sorry, I just watched Shop Around the Corner last night, so... Okay. I watched Restaurant Impossible last night. Oh, with uh, Robert Irvine? Uh, whatever, I don't know his name. <laughs> we'll go with yes. Okay. Where they, they basically flipped a small diner... In Three Rivers, Michigan. I knew he was in Michigan at some point. I thought he was up in Grand Rapids. Well, oh, I guess Three Rivers. Also, Three Rivers is south. Yeah, Frankie's in Three mm. Rivers. Yeah, some of the things that were happening there, really not cool. I don't want to know. Granted, I'm never ever going to eat in Three Rivers. Well, I mean, at this point, you'd want to know. True. It, it's almost directly south of you. It's what, like an hour away? I suppose. Go down there, see this nice new restaurant. Is that a caboose? By the way, I really like Google's new feature on Google Maps when you search for a city. Yeah. Have you seen this? No. Go to Google Maps and search for a city. Any city. Pick a city. Let's do Three Rivers. Make sure you do Three Rivers, Michigan, not California. Oh, city outline. Yeah, completely outlines the city for you. Why are there random spots inside the city that are not part of the city? Because those are random spots that are not part of the city. That would be my guess. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You look at it, you're like, oh, it's a random square of forest. Hey, that lines up perfectly with the part of the city inside the city that's not part of the city. Hmm. Odd. Also, do you know you can't access Google Maps? Okay, so I've got Google Maps, and I downloaded a section around Kalamazoo for offline use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was using it just to hopefully to like use it as directions. You can't do directions unless you have an no, internet connection. Of course not. All but you're doing, Andy, when you when you save to cache, yeah, is downloading the image. None of the data, just the image. But you can also not access that image unless you have a network connection. Sure, you can. Nope. You're going to make me take my phone out right now. I'm telling you. I'm going to switch it to airplane mode. Okay. Because I know I saved some data. Yes. So I'm now set on airplane mode. Okay. I am opening up Google Maps. Data connection unavailable. Okay. Skip that. Yeah. Don't show me. And I'm in Maps, and I'm zooming into Madison. Oh, what the frick? 
What the frack? In fact, I have a lot of Wisconsin cash because I've been using it a lot lately. All right, hold on. How, me... how far down do you want me to go? Because no, I'm still zooming on. I'm going to put mine into airplane mode as well and tell you that it, it did not let mine do it. I will take mine out of airplane mode so I get my connection back. What the frick? I tried accessing it yesterday because I was looking at it, trying to figure out where I needed to go. Well, not yesterday, but um, on Friday. I was mm. trying to access it because there was construction on 131 and I didn't have my GPS with me. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to look at the Google Maps to see where I could get off or if I could get off or anything else like that. And all I did was just sit there and do its little spinny thing. Mm-hmm. About five minutes telling me I didn't have a data connection and it wouldn't access the map. It's thoroughly annoying is what it was. That's not too far south of us. Yeah, Three Rivers. Three Rivers is yeah. like an hour south of you. But anyway, sorry. Okay, so never mind then. I thought it was something ridiculous, but it's not as ridiculous as it was. Yeah. Okay. So, um, should we talk about listener response to the last episode? Sure. Is this going to become a new segment? Hey, if people send us email about previous episodes, we'll read them and discuss them. Okay, then let me pull up the listener response to 272. Mm-hmm. It was to 272, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kindle battery life is based on a half hour of use per day. So this is in response to when, when I made the comment about Paperwhite having something like an eight-week battery life yeah. with light on. I do not know whether or not that's still based on half an hour a day or just leaving it on. Do, do you in your head have to correct yourself when you say Paperwhite? Because in did my I, head, every time I, say I talk about it... Or did I say Paperwhite? I don't know. In my head, I keep on thinking of it as the Paperwhite. I'm pretty sure I said Paperwhite. <laughs> We'll have to listen to that as this comes out of the, the grind. But I'm just saying, they, they should have picked a better name for that. Than Paperwhite? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, it's the Kindle Paperweight. No, Paperwhite. Oh, oh, that's such a bad marketing move. <laughs> it's the Paperweight, because that's all you'll ever use it for. Yeah. Was there any other uh, reaction? Um. Kate pointed out that uh, I like hitting certain goals with running, but I hate running. Or no, she hates running. Yeah. I don't run if I don't have a goal, so maybe that's what it is. Oh, but you always have a goal. True. Your goal is to do it either further or faster than last time. Yes. That's a permanent goal, Andy. (laughs) But if I don't have anything upcoming, if I don't have a short-term goal. I see. Well, that's easy enough, Andy. How's that? Just make your own short-term goal. Ugh. Say, in this much time, I want to be. I want to go out and run this. I suppose. Here, I, I have a short-term goal for you, Andy. What? Take your GPS. Yeah. And and the MyTracks app, and write the word "RA Podcast" across Michigan by running. Doesn't have to all be at once. It can be a collection of maps. Okay. So how are you doing um, physically, education-wise? Physical education? I haven't done phys ed since high school. Well, well, for your physical activity. Fitness, perhaps? Yes, physical fitness. I'm right. doing quite well, thank you. Okay, just making sure. I What did I do the other day? Well, <laughs> so all last week uh, at, at work, I had to park kind of on an, a slightly off-site lot. Slightly off-site in the sense that it's... Not where I usually park, but it's still on our property. Okay. Of course, we have 800 acres of property. So 
the walk from my car to my office was about a mile. That took you about 20 minutes to walk in? Yeah, 15. That sounds about right. I have a pretty brisk pace. I can't run a mile, but I can walk one. <laughs> I think I can run a tenth of a mile unless something's chasing me. A tenth of a mile is not that far. I'm aware of this. Just do it ten times and it gets a lot harder. Well, if you do anything more than once, it's a lot harder. I wonder if that's true. No, there are certainly things that get easier the more you do them. Really? Yeah. Physically, there are things that get easier the more times you... Okay, so there's one thing. What? Jumping. Jumping? Yes. You can actually never jump as far as you can on your first try. It always takes two or three warm-up jumps before you can actually jump at your highest. Okay. I was thinking more of, like, learning things. Oh. Well, I was just thinking physical attributes, but I, I know for a fact, because the NFL Combine does this all the time, that they give people, like, three or four tries to jump to see their vertical leap. Mm-hmm. And for some odd reason, the first one is never the never highest. Best. Interesting. Yeah. Very surprising. So, that's about that for that. Should we move on to um, topics? I suppose. Where do you want to start? Um, Black Mesa. Ah, it has been finally released. How many years has this been in production? Oh, God. 2004, I think? Oh, it can't be, Andy. It was built on Source. Isn't it built on, like, Source 2007? Yeah, but I think they just kept on updating it when Source kept on updating. Just, like, it and rebuilt it. So anyway, Black Mesa is a... Uh, a source-based Half-Life, which, well, if you think about it, Half-Life itself was indeed based on source. But this is taking the original Half-Life and kind of redoing it and remaking it for Source 2. Yeah, in 2004 is when the Source engine was released. Okay. That was when Half-Life 2 came out. Oh my god, Half-Life 2 came out in 2004? Yep. It has been eight years. Oh god. <laughs> that is so weird. But I'm, I'm trying to download all the stuff. I didn't know I had to download the SDK and everything, and it's... I didn't have to do that. That said, I may have already downloaded the SDK a long time ago. Mm. However, it is one of the first successes on Steam Greenlight. One of the first ten. Yes. Have you gone to Greenlight yet, Andy? I went once I saw that there was ten of them that had been officially announced. I I had been under the wrong impression about it. How so? I had thought it was actually a place for them to host games. No. It's a place for them to host advertisements. Basically, yes. And then people can vote for the ads. Yep. Now, if there were... I thought you could actually host demos on Greenlight. Uh, I didn't see any... It's possible. Now, as part of the idea was to actually have demos on there. Certainly, they have links to where the demos can be found. Yeah. So Black Mesa, uh, it'll be interesting in, in that Steam has to reach out to these people and say, we want to host your game on Steam when their game is a rip off of Steam's game. That is true. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen there. Steam just going to go and hire, or Valve rather, going to go and hire these people? Didn't they do that with uh, Dota? Uh, no, they... they Kind of did it with Portal. Ah, yeah, that was... And Tag. Oh, you're doing something sort of like us. Well, let's do it. <laughs> like, oh, we like that game. Here, make it for us. 
so we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, I am excited because I never made it through Half-Life. Well, now you have a reason to try it out. Yep. Now I, I can play it again and try and get through the whole damn thing. I just really hope they took out the ending. <laughs> what was wrong with the ending? What was wrong with the ending of the original Half-Life? You, you say this sarcastically in a very smug tone of like, how do you not know this? I just told you that I never finished Half-Life. Let's just say the last level of Half-Life, it pulls a Monty Python. Okay. And now for something completely different. Ah, doesn't it involve, like, female assassin ninjas and aliens and things like that? Yeah, it gets a little weird near the end, so, yeah. What I want to see now, though, is the uh, Black Mesa re-release sort of things for um, Opposing Forces and Blue Shift. Andy, it took them eight years to make this one. (laughs) Well, they've got everything under control now. Now they can go and work on the other two. No, now they're going to get jobs at Valve. (laughs) Okay, and then they and can maybe they can the make Half Life Three. I don't know. I I liked Opposing Forces and Blue Shift. It was a fun way to expand the Half Life universe. Half Life Three would also be a fun way to expand the Half Life universe. Don't you mean Half Life Two Episode Three? No, I mean fuck the episodes. Just jump to three. They can release the two uh, Episode Three as like a comic. All right, so I'm just looking at the other nine games that have been green-lighted by Greenlight. Yeah. Aren't most of these things that have been... Released. Um, yeah, like, uh, known before Greenlight came out? Hang on. Uh, I don't recognize any of them. Because I swear I've seen Project Zomboid and No More Room in Hell before Greenlight came out. I, I don't know. I mean, they are going to be basically all... Ah, no, stop the music. They're going to all exist. No, but I'm green just light, saying that I the mean, ones that have been green-lighted so far didn't mm-hmm. really need green light. Well, but that's the whole point of green light. Remember, green light is not make the game. True. Green light is get this game on Steam. All right, I can see that. Oh, Towns looks kind of cute. So what do you think of Steam? Towns looks like a Minecraft RTS. Yeah. So what do you think of um, Big Picture Mode? I haven't experimented with it yet. I haven't either. It seems interesting, though. It's almost like Valve is pulling a Microsoft. Going to the computer, or going to the TV screen? Yeah. How is that pulling a Microsoft? Microsoft wants the Xbox 360 to be your uh, media source. Okay. I am very curious about it, though, especially the um, controller mode for typing, using basically um, an analog stick and four buttons to type all the letters of the alphabet. So 8 times 4, 32? Yeah. It's this weird, like, pinwheel sort of thing. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot faster than using the analog stick to navigate a keyboard. Oh, God, yes. Now, if only Microsoft would do something like that. <laughs> Look up who's got the patent for it. It's like I almost just want to buy that little text pad attachment for the for the Xbox 360 controller just to type in my username and password. That's it. Yep. It's like I wouldn't use it for anything else. Yep. Just for that. Damn it. I don't have time for another game. Why am I looking at Towns? Why are you looking at Towns? We should be talking about something else. Okay. Well, let's pick another topic and maybe I'll stop looking at Towns. Um, 
Looks like that's all of Steam. Yep. Plans for zombies versus Halloween candy? Yes. This one's interesting. The American Dental Association yeah. is teaming up with PopCap okay. for what they call Stop Zombie Mouth. Okay. And what you can do is you can download coupons for free games of Plants vs. Zombies for the PC or the Mac. What? Yes. So instead of giving out candy... You can give out Plants vs. Zombies and be the coolest person on the block. Yes. Like, But what's to stop me from just going on here, printing off 800 of these and just handing them out at work, if you'll excuse the expression, like candy? <laughs> I don't know. In fact, it's all the same code. You don't even need to generate code. It's just there. It's P-hater. Oh, that's funny. So, okay. So, you so go like, to- I can just go right now to StopZombieMouth.com. No, you have to come back between October 30th and November 10th to actually download the game. Okay. So, if, if we should just say, if nobody, if somebody does not have Plants vs. Zombies, come back at Halloween... Like, there's no excuse now for anyone not to own a copy of Plants vs. Zombies. Yeah. It's worth the free. I always felt weird about those people who tried handing out stuff that was not candy on Halloween. Yeah, but what if they handed out a free video game? I don't know. Now, the real problem is what happens when everyone on your block hands out the same free video game? (laughs) Oh, I already got that code. <laughs> like, oh, sad panda. You know what? That's fine. I'm okay with that. The more people who hand out not candy means the more candy left over at Target. Or Meyer. I don't have a Meyer. Yeah. And candy at Target is about 70% off after Halloween. Oh, candy. Candy, 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 candy. We actually went to Target last night. Half their candy was not in the shelves yet. Okay. It's September. I know. Why is this surprising that half their candy wasn't in the shelves? It's September. I don't know. It's it things are happening quicker and quicker. Mm. Oh, oh, um I oh dear. Uh yes. I'm going to be reviewing this next week and I just saw I, I just noticed this. Um, FTL is 10% off on Steam right now. Okay. Buy it while it's 10% off. But that's 10%. It's not really much of a sale. Well, if you want, you can wait for it to be a daily deal. But really, you you want to just buy it. Please, you're talking about me. (laughs) I'm trying to finish all the games I've currently got on Steam so I can get rid of the local content. Okay. Any case. Like, I'm playing Bookworm Adventure Deluxe again. That was a good game. I know. I want to get the rest of them. In any case, lots of Wii U information. Including two prices. Yes, you heard that correctly. Two. Two prices. Actually, three, I believe. Three? Yep. Well, what are your two? The $300 one. $299.99. Three hundred dollar one. Mm-hmm. Two ninety nine ninety nine. And the three hundred and fifty dollar one. Okay. What's Those are the difference? Well, the three hundred dollar one comes with eight gigabytes of built-in memory plus the Wii U gamepad, AC adapter, and HDMI cable. Okay. The black deluxe set, which is the three hundred fifty dollars, includes everything with the basic bundle. Plus 32 gigabytes of flash storage, a gamepad charging cradle, stand for the gamepad and console, and a copy of Nintendo Land. Okay. 
The deluxe edition will also let users redeem points for every digital download purchased for the system. Okay. So is that like a rewards program? Yeah, I think so. The price I was mentioning, the, the kind of quote-unquote third price, was for the controller itself. Because both of these come with one Wii U controller, and there are the system supports two, so future games can support two controllers. And so they also released the price for the controller. Which is? $150. Hmm. But you still probably need all the charging stuff. Would you need to buy the two of the charging stuff? I don't know. Neither configuration will include a Wii remote or nunchuck because we don't want to require people repurchasing these accessories that they already own. Mm-hmm. Hmm. God, $300. What was the Wii when it first came out? Uh, $199.99, I thought. Or no, it was uh, $250. Fifty? I think it was two fifty. Two eighty nine ninety nine for the Wii. Mm mm. It was two fifty because mm-hmm. it was like two forty nine ninety nine, and they were like, "It's the only one that's got to be less than two hundred fifty dollars." <laughs> well, yes, by one cent. So now we're up to three hundred dollars. I so mean, the question is, Dave, are you going to get it? No. I'm not going to get it either. No. Although I've been thinking about grabbing my Wii from wherever it is in storage. Why? Why not? There were some decent games for it. You're still trying... I, I'm still not convinced. I don't need to convince you, Andy. I know. Okay, so there was the Legends of Zelda game. Okay. And? I, Andy, I don't need to convince you. Why, am, why are you asking me to convince you? I'm just curious. Metroid Prime 3. Okay. Yeah, Metroid. There's Super Mario Brothers. Dokapon Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, so speaking of, speaking of touchscreens. Yeah. Toys R Us. Where a kid can be a kid. Yes. Which really means where an adult can be a kid. Yes. And not a pet. I'm, never mind. Okay, yeah. Is releasing its own Android-based tablet. Interesting. Why? Which will also have its own app store. Who are they hiring to write for it? I don't know. Tabio. Yes. It features a special app store with thousands of kid-safe applications and games curated by the Toys R Us team. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so you'll have Angry Birds, you'll have Fruit Ninja, Cut the Rope, Temple Run, so it's all the games that everybody downloads at least once. Yep. Wow. Well, more power to them. $150. More power to them. Which makes it actually the second cheapest one, because the Leap, LeapFrog actually has their own Android tablet, which is $100. Well, I don't understand this. It's like, okay, so Toys R Us is going to have theirs. GameStop's going to have theirs. Well, this is what happens when you have an open system. I mean, this wasn't... I, I'm sure this was not Toys R Us. I'm sure this was a, a third-party company came to Toys R Us, said, here's the data we've got, here's the stuff that's going on, we want to build this, and we want you to market it. I I know having Apple and the iPad be such a closed system is ridiculous, but then we almost have a completely opposite swing with Android where everything's open. Everything is just crazy. Yeah. There were hand motions with that, too, which... Okay. Hello, Kermit. Yeah. Yes? It, it seems there's no real good middle ground. No. <laughs> Not really. Because it's like, okay, there's an Android tab. Oh, I could, I could get the Kindle Fire. That's an Android app. Well, I'm sorry. You only have the Amazon App Store. 
even then you can't use all the apps. Okay, well, I'll get this Toys R Us one. Okay, well, you only get the Toys R Us app store. This is why people aren't really developing for Android. Because when you do develop for Android, you have to develop for this app store and this app store and this app store and this app store. Well, no, you, you, have to, you don't have to develop for the app stores. You have to develop for the different things. Yeah. That's why you have really nice apps on the iOS devices. It's because you know what you're working with. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, it comes pre-installed with books. Educational material. Yes. Yes. So, uh, speaking of iOS devices. Hey, the iPhone 5, 6, 5, 4, 32, 5, 5 is out. Worst kept secret of Apple <laughs> in its entire history. Did you see the fact that, um, so during the Apple iPhone 5 announcement, they also talked about the new iPod Touch and iPod Nano. Yeah. Or was it the, yeah, was the Nano? Or was it the Mini? They have, they have a new Nano. Yeah. No, they got rid of the Mini. It's the Nano. So they got the Nano, new iPod Touch also yep. during this. But then they also talked about the new um, iTunes. New iTunes, yep. iTunes which 11. They, they themselves actually scooped it <laughs> because before the announcement, they actually had linked on their search page to the new iTunes before anybody knew about it. Yeah. So people were like, oh, there's a new iTunes. Wait a second. Well done, Apple. Apple. Yeah, Apple scooped itself because somebody was a little too eager to put it on the search list. And Apple's stock rises, of course, jumps by $8. Oh, it, it always amuses me that they say points. Like, oh, it's eight and 8.3 points. Well, that that's $8.30. Why, why are you trying to remove the idea that this is money? Because Wall Street tries to remove money from everything. It's how, like a casino. Like, yeah, I, I understand. That's why I'm wondering, like, what is it that you're trying to gain by making me forget that you're talking about money? They're trying to make you forget that it's actually money that everybody's talking about. The stock rose by eight points. Ah. The Dow Jones fell by 16 points. Everything's measured in percentages. That's also ridiculous. Yeah, because if a stock loses 6%, but it's... If I have a stock that's worth, well, let's take Apple, okay? So yesterday, Apple jumped 1.2%, okay? Okay. If I had two shares of Apple, yes, that would have been $16 jump. Okay. If I have, uh, uh, I guess I'm defeating myself at this point, because I was about to say if I have the equivalent amount of money in a stock worth 50 cents. There you go. That's why they do percentages. Yeah, but even so. If you only had two stocks at 50 cents and you lost And it 6%. goes up 1.2%. <laughs> yeah. I gain nothing. But it's, that's how people compare their... It's but I like don't the, measure by how much I have invested, how much money I have invested. I measure by how many stocks I have. But if you have a lot of stocks and a lot of different amounts and a I lot of different levels... I the different stocks I have. It's all about percentages. It's the how much return on investment am I going to get? That's measured in percentage. I'd much prefer to measure it in absolute dollars. Well, you're an oddball, Dave, and we've already known that. I think things work a lot better if you do that. Oh, wow, Google's stock got almost exactly the same type of bump. Huh. Well, it's probably just because... It's a tech stock. Yeah. Yeah, well, I have Google versus Apple, and for Thursday and Friday, they mirror each other almost... like it, it, Not even mirrored, because a mirror would be the opposite. It, it's a, refle- it's a, uh, a translation. 
It's an almost perfect translation. They either go up together or down together. Hmm. It's it's all percentages. That's all I have to say. So, have was anything surprising about the iPhone five? No. Worst kept secret, as I said. Well, we have the new adapter, and it's going to cost $30 to get a new adapter to have it work with all your old third-party, or not even third-party, even first-party accessories. $30 for the new adapter. Okay, except it comes with one. I know. Thankfully. But if you have multiple things, you're going to have to get multiple adapters. Unless you want this dongle sticking out of your iPhone. I mean, not particularly, but whatever. It's got the new stupid smaller SIM card. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like, you put it in the phone and don't worry about it. I am surprised it doesn't have uh, NFS or NFC. Near-field communication? Yeah, it doesn't have it. I don't use it. That's because there's not many people who do use it. The bigger screen, smaller size. It's got 4G, finally. Yep, which, which you have to pay for. Yeah. They charge for that. But I'm surprised. They're like, oh, it's got 4G, and everybody's excited about that. I'm like, okay, how many phones I've, have already had 4G yeah, like, for I've how long? I've been on 4G for two years. Hi. Yeah, I, I really am not impressed at all in any way, shape, or form. This is, I think this is this is a, what everyone's actually, I'm, I'm kind of surprised a lot of people bought the stock and that the stock went up. I think this is really kind of what everyone's afraid of. Which is? Jobs died, and now they're doing more of the same. Was there anything innovative that you saw for the iPhone 5? No. Was there anything new besides making the screen a little bigger to start being able to compete with better phones? No. iPod Nano, any nice development? Form factors back to the older iPod Nano look. Okay. You can play um, videos. Okay. iPod but it, does, touches it, st- thinner. it still doesn't have Wi-Fi or anything else like that, so it's still... iPod touches thinner? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's a lot of... Everybody was like, oh, iPhone, iPhone 5, iPhone 5, iPhone 5, and then you just watch it and you're like... Uh, yay? More of the same, and everyone's going to buy it because they're idiots. Well, yeah, the the release day pre-orders have already sold out. Yep, everyone's going to buy it because they're idiots. Because no it's offense. the new iPhone. Buy the iPhone, but really, you're an idiot. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I I got nothing on it. It's old. It's ridiculous. Is what it is. Yep. So speaking of ridiculousness, yes, Zanga. Zynga. Zynga, whatever. Zynga. Zynga. Let's get their, let's get at least pronouncing their name right, even if you can't type it properly. (laughs) Zynaga. Whatever. So, on, what was it, September 11th? Yes. Jeff Karp, CMO, marketing officer, has also resigned from Zynga. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, by the way, because when I, when I think of CMO, based on the industry that I'm in, I hear chief medical, medical officer. officer. Yeah, that's why I did marketing officer. So I appreciate that. Okay, so CMO of Zynga has stepped down. Okay, so the COO is gone. CTO is gone. CMO is gone. Marketing. Yep, marketing is gone. So that's another one down. And then on... When did he leave? Uh, some Also during the week. Alan Lee, Lean, Lean Wand. It's a horrible name. Andy! It's hard to pronounce. There you go. Difference between hard. We've talked about this. Just because it's hard for you to pronounce doesn't make it horrible. It's such like that is a racist thing, Andy. 
My apologies. It is hard to pronounce. Lean Wand. Okay. Alan Lean Wand who has created Zynga's ZCloud architecture, basically, so they could start running their own servers. He, too, has also left. Okay. So one of the guys who set up the back end is gone as well. And their stock is still at $3. Wow. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I I did just so, okay before I go any further uh, a quick disclaimer and refresher Andy and I are not uh, in any way financially trained we do not have any more information than you guys have take any advice we say with not just a grain of salt but probably several blocks it was kind of funny because when I was actually traveling up to um, pick up the Jeep in Wisconsin I was on the magic bus riding up and I was sitting next to one of the guys with an Apple laptop and we were discussing facebook and there's an old guy sitting next to us who uh the mega bus by the way well that was the easiest way to get up it said from... the magic bus no, whatever magic bus mag- mega magic bus whatever it's a bus it's the, well yes but one's driven by miss frizzle and one's driven by a guy making probably like 15 bucks an no, hour that was the magic school bus the yeah. magic no magical mystery tour bus that was the beatles, beatles. there's too many magic buses and none of them are the ones that you took to get to madison no none of them are Okay, so I was on the mega bus. Talking to a guy with an apple about Facebook. Yes. Sounds like a, the start of a really bad joke, but go on. Well, it was kind of funny because there was an old guy across the kind of uh, across the aisle in upper row mm-hmm. who heard us talking, and I guess he wanted to know about the Facebook stock. And we're like, um, Don't did you already? <laughs> well, that's what we first asked him was like, um, did you already buy it? He's like, yes. I'm like, well, you're uh... sell it now, take your loss. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't have bought it. Sell it now, take your loss, because you're going to lose more if you don't. So that's just what, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, you yep. did your own thing already. Why are you asking me for advice? <laughs> Too late. So anyway, you anyway, were saying. So Zynga's stock is, is pretty friggin' low. Yes. And got hurt a lot. Yes. And it, it reminds me of when I saw the uh, the auto companies back when GM you know declared bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and Ford said we're out of money, and Chrysler said we're out of money. And I looked at the stock, and I really, I mean, Ford was at like pennies. And I thought this wouldn't be a bad time to invest. For what it's worth, Ford is now oh what is it? It's just F, isn't it? I do believe so. Or is it? Yeah, F. Ford is now 10 bucks. This was back in late 2008. It was $2 a share. In fact, it got down to a buck 43. And that's right when I was, it was like around September. I was thinking like, this would not be a, you know, if, if this comes back, that's pretty significant. Yeah. Well, Which, as you can see, when um, the stock was at 143, the volume of market shares jumped. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's not that far off for Zynga. I mean, maybe what... It's entirely possible that they come back. Really? I don't know. I mean, if someone gets in there, right? They're they're in a huge upheaval. If someone can get in there and turn it around. You think there could be a light at the end of the tunnel? I mean, their stock was up at like 10, 15 bucks. I don't know. It's... To me, it almost just feels like it's the Titanic where... <laughs> it's just a sinking ship. The damage is already done. You can try all you want to stop it, but it's still sinking. It's going to take a while because it's a big boat. Yeah. Well, they had a lot of cash. Yeah. 
But then also, um, we could talk about the Zynga EA court filings. Oh, yes. Let's do that. So, Zynga got sued by EA due to copyright infringement over The Sims. Mm-hmm. Zynga has now countersued. On what grounds? I saw this. Like, I saw that they had countersued, and I just kind of laughed. Okay, we filed a counterclaim which addresses actions by EA we believe to be anti-competitive and unlawful business practices, including legal threats and demands for no-hire agreements. So they're claiming that EA is being anti-competitive. Yes. They're fucked. (laughs) Wow, are they fucked. So I'm... (laughs) Most people think ea is the big bad wolf right they are but go ahead yeah okay so you agree that the online world is like the ea is almost a necessary evil okay and then we have zynga which everybody else is like oh you got to be kidding me zynga really it's now there's a fight going on and it feels like no matter which way this goes it feels like it's going to be a win-win situation because it it feels like you're having gangs fight against each other and the police are like well the gang members are taking out the gang members yeah Except they're not. One gang is going to win, and it's going to either absorb the other one or really injure the first one. Yeah. Like, I, I see either... I I don't see this ending well no matter what. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch these two companies beat the shit out of each other. But I, on, on two fronts, we have to think about this. We have to put a human face on it because, yeah, the executives are all dicks, and yeah, there's some really shady business practices going on, People work there. Yeah, that is true. That's like we saw with um, 38 closing. Right. Studio 38 up in Massachusetts. Like, actually, I've met people who work at EA. They're really awesome people. So, it. Yeah, there's actually. They're huge conglomerates, and you can hide behind the massive logo, but there are still people underneath. Yes. And I love how the article ends by saying, yes, you could say it's on, like, Donkey Kong. But that but might then, run afoul of yet another company's trademark. <laughs> oh, dear. So one more thing about finances before we, we move on. Okay. I didn't notice this until I started digging into my stocks the other day. Okay. I own shares of GameStop. I own like four shares just because I wanted to have stock in it because then you get access to a lot of things like quarterly reports, things like that. Yeah. GameStop started paying dividends. Really? Yeah. 25 cents a share. That's not bad. Man, I think if you had a whole lot of shares of that. But then who right. would have a whole lot of shares at GameStop? Well, given that it's 25 cents every three months per share, <laughs> that's actually not that bad an investment from where I'm sitting. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Jeez. And it, it's kind of funny. You can see if you look at their stock uh, since August, when they increased the dividend to those $0.25, cents, the, the stock kind of started taking off. Well, of course. Uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a dangerous thing, though. I'll, I'll be totally honest. Yeah, that's the thing with the stock market. You have to know what you're doing. You have to know. Well, because if you think about the, the continued rumor, the persistent rumor that next-gen consoles won't play used games. And GameStop is screwed because the majority of their... All of their money comes from used games. Let's not kid around. They okay. don't make shit on new games. Not yeah. comparatively. No, not comparatively at all. They make their money on used games. They make their money on reselling. But yeah, it's paying dividends. Hmm. So what do you want to talk about next? And Basically, probably our last topic. Well, let me quickly point out the fact that Arbitron 
and Comscore are teaming up. Okay. Arbitron measures um, basically like Nielsen ratings for radio. Comscore does stuff for online access. So they're teaming up to launch what they claim is the first ever five-platform audience measurement service. So they're going to measure audiences for things across radio, TV, PCs, smartphones, and tablets. So they want to be the Nielsen of everything. Yes. Good. And they're starting this with ESPN. Which is on everything. Yes. Well, good luck. It's both cool that, yes, they're finally going to, you know, count how people view things outside of the big boxes. But then it's also a little scary because then they'll probably be able to track you across all of the devices. Yeah, kind of scary. Kind of like Facebook. Kind of scary. What is it, 200 ways of tracking people across the web? Something like that? Uh, I think so. That's one of our topics, isn't it? Yes, it's a topic you suggested, which Facebook I thought. Facebook yeah. Uh, 200 ways, and in fact, they, they, can, uh, they can pick out some pretty interesting information. I think we talked about how Target can figure out when you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook can do that too, very, very accurately. Although Facebook generally waits till after you know. <sighs> Facebook advertising. Somehow it's making them money. I'm not exactly sure how. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Have you watched Newsroom at all? Yes. Speaking of advertising, because we watched the, the third episode where he starts off by saying, like, newscasters should not be allowed to advertise during their broadcast. Yeah, I've seen all of them. Okay. It was kind of interesting because I started watching it, and then all of a sudden, like, my brother was like, oh, Newsroom. And I'm like... Duh, I already knew that. I mean, I was like, oh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. Was it uh, West Wing? West Wing, yep. Yeah, it has a lot of... It has a lot of Aaron Sorkin in it. Yeah. Although, very young cast for what he usually works with. I like it because I like his dialogue setups. Yeah. It's just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And there's a lot of musical references. <laughs> That's what I was surprised at. I was like, really? really, like Don Quixote and all these things? And really, you're bringing reference to that? Okay. Yep. Um, and on a final note, we should probably talk about the uh, Sean Smith. Vile rat. Yeah. So if you have not been paying any attention to international news, uh, there was an uprising. Not really an uprising. There was a riot in Libya. The rioters scaled the walls of the U.S. Embassy and killed four people, including the U.S. ambassador to Libya. Among those, other, those same four people was a man by the name of Sean Smith, who worked for the State Department, who was also an avid EVE Online player. Like, this was, he, was, he was part of Goon Swarm, which was, I think, one of the biggest They're lands huge. in EVE. Yeah, like, he was a very influential player. He served on the... Uh, the Players' Council. Which we had talked about was the connection between the developers and the actual players themselves. Yep, so CCP's staff knew him. A lot of the players knew him. He was very influential. He was very well-known. And in fact, there were some rather moving tributes and memorials to him. Talking about renaming space stations in EVE for him. Yep, and gatherings, moments of silence, things like that. It was kind of cool because when Hillary Clinton... U.S. Secretary of State, in her his remarks boss. about this, yeah, her boss, his boss, actually brought up the fact that he was an avid gamer, a gamer, and it was touching the amount of online support that came from this. Yep. So when the Secretary of State brings it up, you know it's... And it's pretty big. Yeah. So that, yeah, rather sad. Yeah. 
And now Google has finally um, taken down access to the 14-minute quote-unquote movie that has sparked all this in Egypt, Libya, India, Indonesia, and Afghanistan. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, okay. I mean, that is censorship. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about it. Okay. It's an American company, and so they should be standing behind First Amendment protections. But if you think about it, most of our stuff now on the internet is through third-party sites. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is probably going to bring up a longer discussion going, um, yep. Okay. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Anyway, happier topics, like a random review. review. Okay. So two weeks ago, I reviewed Ticket to Ride, board game, very fun. And so, um, I had put it on my Christmas wish list after I had played it and realized that my family knew what it was. And so my sister for Christmas got me Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries. Oh, dear. Which is a variation of Ticket to Ride. Yeah. So it's a different board. Mm-hmm. And I believe there are tunnels in Nordic. Yes. There are tunnels and ferries. Fairies? Yes. Not like floating on wings with no. magic dust. Like fairies as in taking you across rivers. And- yes. Okay. And lakes and such. Lakes, seas. Now, the first thing that irked me was the fact that you know how the locomotives are basically a wild card and ticket to ride yes where if you needed four greens you could build something with three greens and a locomotive yes you can't do that in nordic countries really you have to have four greens oh wow what happened to the locomotives the locomotives are used for the ferries and the tunnels oh and only the ferries and the tunnels well couldn't you house rule that Probably, but first time playing, I didn't realize that was gonna. This rule was gonna make your hand explode in size. Yep. Because if you're if you're trying to get like four or five or six things and they're color specific, your hand is just because you have to keep taking cards. Yep. And you have to also watch what other people are taking. Yeah. If two people are trying to build six of the same color, it's not gonna happen for one yeah, of them. Yeah. So the hand size was almost too big to handle. Because you're trying to, the entire time, trying to, okay, I've got five pink, I need to get a sixth one. You're just drawing, like, yellow and orange and yellow and orange. And so your hand just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. The the rule with the locomotives and stuff was a little ridiculous. Tunnels was also weird because you built a tunnel. You would actually have to draw cards. I think it was the same size as the tunnel. I'll have to double-check the rules on this one. But anyway, you had to draw cards from the deck. And any time you drew a card that matched up to the color that you were trying to use for the tunnel, mm-hmm. you would actually have to spend another card from your hand. Otherwise, the tunnel did not get built. So there was a chance of you having to, at, like, if you had three greens and you wanted to build the tunnel, you might actually have to have six greens in order for it to work. It was weird. I don't know. It, also, the fact that Nordic, country, Nordic city names are hard to find on the board because you have things like Osgeborg and Copenhagen and all these crazy Scandinavian names, which, you know, have umlauts and such. Mm-hmm. So that was also a thing. If in the map of the United States, you okay, being from the United States, you understand, okay, Chicago to L.A., I understand that. I understand where Omaha is, that sort of thing. But I have no idea where outside of Sweden any of the norway cities are anywhere the i know where copenhagen is i know where oslo is i know where most things in sweden are because swedish history Mm -hmm. finland i have no idea so that was the other thing was we actually had to spend time looking at the board going okay 
Where exactly are they? And the final kicker for me, maximum number of players, three. What? Three people. What? Maximum three people. Ticket to Ride had, what, a maximum of five? Mm-hmm. So you could you could set it up to play with two, three, or four, or five people. Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries has a maximum of three. They don't even give you any extra trains or anything else like that. It's just three people. Which, okay, I could see you playing head-to-head with two people. It could be interesting. But three people maximum. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Which we didn't realize until we had actually opened the game. We're like, oh, that's it? Three people? Hmm. So yeah, a fan of Ticket to Ride. Like it. This version of Ticket to Ride? Not so much. Not so much. That's sad to hear. I know, it's one of those things where it's, you didn't realize it until you get your hands on it, but at that point it's already open, so I don't know. I think I've actually removed most of the other Ticket to Ride games from my wish list because I'm a little weary of the other ones. So yeah, Ticket to Ride Nordic, not so much. Okay, well that's good to know. So, random. although what about Europe? What about Europe? I don't know. You don't know? All right, because I know Europe. Is, there's has, so many. There's so many different versions of Ticket well, to Ride out there. I know some of the same features that Nordic has. Ticket to Ride Europe, Marken, Nordic countries, Switzerland, map collection. All oh, that one could just be nice, just to get maps for everything. <laughs> Mystery train expansion. What? Dice expansion. El- I still want to try out Alvin and Dexter because that should be interesting. Because it adds Godzilla and UFOs to the mix. What? Interesting. Yeah. Um. Let's see the monsters during play. No routes can be built into or out of a city where the UFO or Godzilla is currently nesting. Wow. And during the final score tally in any destination ticket showing a city where either monster stands is only worth half its normal value. Wow. So that could change everything. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see about that, but Nordic countries. Mm. All right. Random topic. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Waiting for you. Sorry. Was trying to look for a confirmation on that. But anyway, okay. Random topic. If you could travel anywhere, including back in time, where would you travel and why? Oh, dear. And we're including time travel? That's what it says, including back in time. Opens up such a can of worms. I know, because it's it's almost two different questions, because you have time travel, and then you have spatial travel. And we already talked about, like, 100 years in the past or 100 years in the future, which actually came to a follow-up random topic question, which we'll get to hopefully at some point. Um, but now it's also, like, where would you want to travel in the world? I don't know. That's trying to wrap your head around 4D travel formations. Mm. I, travel, but... Okay, so let, for, for the sake of simplicity, then. Okay. Uh, time travel is paradox-free? Sure. Okay, so autocorrecting time travel. So no matter what you do, you can't change anything that's happened because that's already happened. considered as part of happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, damn, I don't know. You have to pick something. I know. I mean, there's a lot of events that would be really fun to see. Because you've got the big ones, like signing of the Declaration of Independence, first phone call, first Wait, wireless really, transmission. Really, you'd want to see a bunch of old guys in a hot room in the middle of Pennsylvania. It, it was like a hundred and some degrees. There's no air conditioning. You want to see that? No. Okay. Unless, you know, maybe you could get your name on the list. Yes, I'm the representative from... Michigan. Oh, you haven't heard of it yet. Don't worry. (laughs) Be the original hipster. Oh, you probably haven't heard of it. If you had a spacesuit traveling to the moon during the first moon landing... 
<laughs> oh, hi, guys. What took you so hey, long? Yeah, no, I thought you guys were going. I must have missed it. I thought you guys were supposed to be here like two hours ago. <laughs> or it would be really bad. Be on the moon when they land and there's no one there because it was all filmed in a studio. Oh, God, that would be, that would be definitive whether or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, they didn't show up. Oh, 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 but that, so one of the, one of the Apollo missions put down a, a reflector and you can, Are you going to mess with the reflector? Well, not that mess with the reflector, but remember this is, this is paradox correcting time travel. So maybe that reflector is from the person who traveled in time. Andy, maybe the answer has already been predetermined for me. I have to go back to the moon and place this reflector down at the landing site. See, that was during, what, Apollo 11? Yeah. So there are two more that were left during Apollo 14 and Apollo 15. The moon isn't that big. You can get from one spot to the other. Can't you? No, I do understand the size of the moon, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it's barely bigger than a quarter. It shouldn't take me that long. Well, that would be funny. They're going to the moon. Hey, guys. Wait, where are you? <laughs> Um, Going back and meeting Alfred Turing, trying to convince the British government, you know, not to, <laughs> not to prison him. Do they chemically to, castrate like, him as well? Yep, pretty much. Oh, jeez. Not, not to treat him like a second-class citizen and be like, you idiots, this is the father of computing. Travel back before the first website gets put on there and unplug the Ethernet cable. <laughs> First website comes up. Oh, internet's down. What? <laughs> okay. I so, love how most of our ideas are just messing with people's heads. Yeah, it's time traveling jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there something about like a time traveling trickster or something like that, like Doctor Who or? Remember, we already said we can't go back and change things. True. Right. So it's not worth going back and trying to. Ch yeah, you know, I'm not sure time travel is really worth the hassle. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's just. Okay. Second part of the question is anything currently on Earth that you would want to go visit, not counting time travel. I mean, I'm. I'm. Yeah. New Zealand, Iceland, Australia. Yeah. Some of those places where you always would want to go to, but it's a pain in the butt to get to. I'd love to go back to Florence. Uh, Sweden was nice go back there that wouldn't be bad like to hit Japan at some point I mean I only have four years until my sabbatical <laughs> Dave you can already start pondering four weeks paid vacation you bet go to Hawaii I mean that that's kind of what I got yeah someplace nice that you'd always want to go to but haven't had a chance to or the cost is too prohibitive yep alright so either go back in time mess with people's heads because we know everything works out anyway right or somewhere nice about it. Anything else to add? No. Okay. Travel is fucked up. Don't do it. Kate brings up a really good point, by the way. I get running commentary on the show every so often. Because she just walked out of the bedroom, so... Uh, she, she brings up a good point about the time travel never said anything about coming back. Oh. Oh, snap. And she'd rather not see you stuck on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I go up there for Apollo 11, I'll only be stuck up there for a little while. Uh, you expect that they will bring you back, Andy? <laughs> that is true. They did do the calculations for only three people. It's shoot to kill. It would be sad getting stuck on the moon. Yeah. 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 Okay. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're done. Okay. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you.